This is Randy Hosman with Becker's Clinical Leadership Podcast. Here's your weekly industry news brief for September 26. First, experts worry about an increasing risk of twindemic this year. A twindemic refers to infections of the flu and COVID-19 at the same time. In past years, these concurrent infections were avoided because of widespread masking and other behaviors that kept flu seasons mild. But both illnesses seem they will likely increase this winter. Countries in the Southern Hemisphere usually experience their flu season from April to September. This year, it has been more severe. Australia is experiencing its worst flu season in five years. Flu trends in the Southern Hemisphere offer health experts strong indications of what could be in store for the U.S. One biological phenomenon may offset the twindemic threat, viral interference. Viral interference is an infection where one respiratory illness reduces the risk of catching another. Still, experts say the best prevention tool is flu vaccines. Second, Swedish Health Services will invest $125 million to increase employee pay. Swedish Health Services, based in Seattle, has agreed with the Service Employees International Union Healthcare 1199 Northwest. The agreement will raise wages for 7,200 employees. In a statement shared with Beckers, Swedish says the agreements cover five bargaining units. It includes total base wage increases over 20% between now and July 2025. It also includes other pay increases, bonuses, and wage grit adjustments to increase pay for certain classifications. These classifications include market adjustments for nurses, nursing assistants, respiratory therapists, as well as emergency department technicians. Overall, the agreements provide $125 million in additional compensation. Union members approved the new contract last week. In a statement shared with Beckers, the union says the contract builds on equity and inclusion language that it originally negotiated in 2020. Swedish is a nonprofit health system with five hospital campuses. It's affiliated with Renton, Washington-based Providence. CEIU Healthcare 1199 Northwest represents more than 32,000 caregivers in hospitals, clinics, mental health, skilled home health, and hospice programs in Washington and Montana. Third, last week, a Pennsylvanian appeals court overturned an injunction requiring a UPMC hospital to administer ivermectin to a COVID-19 patient. In January, a county court issued a preliminary injunction. It directed UPMC Harrisburg to allow two physicians to give a critically ill COVID-19 patient ivermectin at the request of his power of attorney. These physicians were not credentialed at the hospital. UPMC appealed the ruling. The patient, who was in intensive care, died in February before the issue was resolved. The appeals court rebuked the lower court for the injunction. The appeals court says courts do not have the legal authority to compel a healthcare organization to administer a treatment contrary to physicians' professional judgment and outside the standard of care. Fourth, according to NJ Advanced Media, a New Jersey hospital faces closure after 150 years. St. Francis Medical Center is a teaching hospital in Trenton, New Jersey. It's been struggling financially for years. It will close if a purchase agreement for the facility receives regulatory approval. St. Francis was the first hospital in Trenton. It's part of Trinity Health based in Livonia, Michigan. 
In January, Capital Health, which is based in Pennington, New Jersey, entered into a definitive agreement to acquire St. Francis from Trinity. If the proposed transaction receives regulatory approval, many services would shift two miles from St. Francis to Capital Health Regional Medical Center in Trenton. Other services would transition to new ambulatory and emergency care facilities. Regarding the transition of services and planned closure, a hospital spokesperson told the Philadelphia Business Journal that engineering studies show St. Francis is not viable for long-term use. Capital Health told NJ Advanced Media that the transaction would, quote, preserve services that would otherwise be lost, unquote. Fifth, according to a new study, quiet quitting appeals to 82% of young workers. Recently, the term quiet quitting has gained traction on social media. It refers to a phenomenon where workers reduce their enthusiasm at work and stick to the minimum expectations of their role. Axios and the research firm The Generation Lab conducted the study. It's based on a survey of a representative sample of over 800 Gen Z and Millennials. Survey participants were asked, quote, how appealing is the idea of doing the minimum amount of work at your job so as to safely stay employed and maximize your leisure, wellness, and time outside of work? 70% of respondents say they find the idea extremely or pretty appealing. 12% say they were already practicing the idea. Only 5% say the idea is not appealing at all. Survey participants were also asked what motivates them the most to work at their previous or current job. Over half of respondents cite money as the biggest motivator. 20% cite skills and experience. Thanks for listening. Do you want more of the latest info about clinical leadership delivered directly to your inbox every weekday? Subscribe to the Becker's Clinical Leadership and Infection Control e-newsletter on our website at www.beckershospitalreview.com forward slash quality.